0: You're listening to Business Casual, a podcast about making dollars and
1: cents Aha. in
0: commercial real estate.
1: Welcome back. This is Tim, the Commercial Guy Churchwell. And we're sitting down today with Dr. Don Kennedy, the CEO of Hurrah. Uh, Don has a lot of national exposure. She has sat on several national NAR commercial committees among quite a few other things. Don, why don't you fill us in a little bit on that?
0: Sure. Well, I've been involved in the realtor industry for about 20 years. And actually how it started was I was a restaurant owner. And that was my first exposure to commercial realtors. And then I sold a restaurant and we had a wonderful commercial realtor. That's what he specialized in. But that's sort of what got me a little interested And I waited a few years and a job came available. Northwood's Association of Realtors, that commercial realtor helped segue me in. And I've been doing this ever since. And I absolutely love working with realtors. I love their commitment and their passion. And I love working with commercial realtors because I think you're different. I have a saying, somebody said I should put it on a t-shirt once and sell it. And it's like residential realtors deal with hopes and dreams and commercial realtors deal with facts and figures. And I'm a little bit more of a facts and it. figures girl myself. So um I think that's what appeals to me. I ran a commercial board um in, in St. Louis. They have a very large separate commercial structure. Uh and they had their own commercial information exchange. They used Excelligent. And I don't mm-hmm. believe that they're in existence anymore because there's been a lot of um upheaval and I think we're pretty much down to just Crexy and CoStar.
1: No, there's quite a few. Others. Is there a few? Yeah, okay. uh, Catalyst is oh, really Oh, Catalyst good. is still going there. And I forgot Moody's, about them. Moody's is actually attached now. They are. Hmm. They've made it known that they're going to go after CoStar. They're just not that prevalent in the Hampton Roads market, oh, okay. but they've moved in a lot in some other markets. CCIM is recently signed a board with them. <laughs> if you're a CCIM, you get a substantial discount on their services. Excellent.
0: Didn't CCIM have their own for a while? Redex or no. Uh,
1: Sort of Okay. There's um, a third-party vendor, uh, but I'm not sure what happened back then, but all of a sudden they kind of went away. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's just, um, it's, you know, it's so much different than a residential MLS where there's just listing data and sold, you know, listing, sold, pending, closed, contingent, that type of thing. But in a commercial transaction, it's just incredibly different. You want tenant data, you know, you need net income data. you need so much more that isn't in a multiple listing service. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the excellence and the Co-Stars have really excelled because they took, a, I mean, we're a big country, you know, a lot of commercial yeah. listings. And I think they did a really good job. We actually used um, e-property data. I don't know if okay. you remember them. They're still around. Are they still around? Oh,
1: just not in our market,
0: just not in our market,, oh, yeah, they were actually on the west centered off the west mm-hmm. coast. I think it was Seattle okay. or Portland. I'm not sure I always get them mixed up with yeah. Supra, but it's just a different animal, and it takes so much more research. I remember the um dog from Excelligent where he literally had people out in cars, ten cars in our metro area, taking photos of all the commercial buildings, and mm-hmm. you know when I worked with e p d we were calling. Does that tenant still bear, you know, are you willing to give us information? And most commercials really aren't, agents aren't really willing to share that information. So how they got that to begin with, it was quite a feat. And um, I actually, again, uh, we started doing a commercial MLS in my last association. Mm -hmm. And gosh, we were, I think we, it wasn't Catalyst. Um, I think maybe it was Crexie, maybe, I don't even remember now. There are
1: quite a few different companies, I actually.
0: And But we had people, we had three people calling just to get data. And so to even launch something like that is so incredibly expensive and would take years to get a return. So I think that's why you have what you have. I actually was at a commercial summit in San Diego and LoopNet was on the stage Mm -hmm. and they were just introducing themselves to the market. And I remember the uh, moderator saying, well, this is a brand new company, but we can see big things. And, I mean, wow, look at how that's all changed. And
1: and now they're owned by CoStar along Mm -hmm. with so many other companies. And you're right. I mean, it's it's different. It's also very expensive compared to residential. You know, CoStar, I think we brought this up in a prior cast. CoStar Mm costs us about $6,000 a year, and that's an annual contract. Right. You can't just sign up for a month or two. And then LoopNet to market mm-hmm. your properties on LoopNet mm-hmm. is ninety dollars. Well, I pay. I have a package deal. Okay, uh, but nonetheless, I, somebody was just telling me because they wanted to put a property in CoStar, they were mm-hmm. going to get charged ninety dollars per month per listing.
0: I've heard that. Be- yeah, yeah.
1: And then you've still got Craigslist. You yeah. still got you know. There's so many other ones. Like if I have office space, there's specialized office space. You know, proper mm-hmm. uh, oh. websites. You've got Catalyst, Moody's. Well, Moody's owns Catalyst, so we'll keep that together. Uh, e-property is big in so, several other markets. you mm-hmm. big ur- urban markets mm-hmm. like New York City and things like that. Especially when you're doing tenant representation, stack plans. Another aspect that we use, for instance, on retail right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the name of that? I'm drawing a blank at the moment. But there's this new one that actually tracks cell phone data. So it can get oh, wow. full traffic going in and out of businesses or crossing in front of businesses. So you can use that when you try. for instance, let's say you're trying to market a property on the boardwalk on Atlantic Avenue down at the oceanfront. Okay. You know that most of the traffic that's going by your shop isn't the cars; it's, it's the, people walking. It's people walk during the summer, so it can actually track that. So you can pull up if you're going to list a property down. there you can say, "Look, we get this much foot traffic crossing in front." You know, it's easy to pull the other traffic. That's an expensive service, which, by the way, CCIM, you get a great discount on that. See, there you go. (laughs) Uh, And now with that, though, and this is something that I've been thinking about because I recently saw somebody saying they have the residential agent. um, But they were talking about that they did a commercial deal. They got CoStar and they think that that's all it takes is to have access to CoStar. Well, one, it's not just access to all these services. It's what do you do with the information? Keep in mind, even lending is a completely different world on the commercial yeah. side, right? It's not like we're on the residential side. Most of your really good lenders have pretty much the same product. On, on the commercial side, the banks are actually required, for instance, to keep a portion of that portfolio. So they're going to balance that every quarter and saying, look, we've got too much of this, but not enough of that. Or we want no investor loans. We want only user space. And, they're going to keep, and you have to know which ones to look at and go to. You know, this one over here may require a 1.4 debt coverage ratio, 30% down and require what we call relationship banking. They may require f- all of your other business accounts versus a lender over here may say, actually, no, we'd love investor loans right now. I'm only going to charge you 1.25% debt coverage and 20% down on this property. So we have to weigh all that and know who's doing what in that regard. Well, in
0: each commercial segment, like retail, right, office, so office right now, that's a little <laughs> iffy. Um, yeah. I'm not an expert, but, you know, I read from NAR, and the National Association of Realtors, and there's a ton of
1: loans coming due. $1.5 over the next 18 months.
0: But warehouse is doing great, right? Industrial um, land mm-hmm. is fine. And so each, each of those transactions require a different type of financing. Yes. And so I think, I don't even know without, significant commercial experience and if I might say commercial education I don't even know how you would as a residential realtor even attempt to to figure that out I remember speaking of associations one of the things that I always say I don't think that the commercial um, guys necessarily know what the association does for them and you remember the crash back in 2008 and the Dodd Frank legislation that followed. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and this is to speak to your relationship banking. So there was a part of Dodd-Frank um that said um banks could only had to hold or could only loan, excuse me, could only loan and hold 25% of their debt in collateralized debt obligation, which pretty much meant if you were even a large size investor you couldn't get a loan from the banks. And let's mm-hmm. face it, it's like it where do you get your loans from? It's your local banker, it's the guy who knows you as a commercial realtor who trusts you. Yep. It's the investor who works with somebody they know and trust. And so it pretty much like tied the hands of the small banks and credit unions to even invest in any commercial real estate. Nobody knew that that was in there in the CDOs and I remember going um to speak with our congressmen, our federal senators and our different House of Representatives, I was in Oklahoma City at the time. Okay. And they didn't know it was in there. And we're like, you are going to cripple our economy with this one little paragraph. And we got it defeated. And things like uh, just recently, mm-hmm. um, the 1031 exchange.
1: Yeah. And this argument. is all realtor action, correct?
0: Right, right. Right. And it's realtors that are using, you know, the it, and to the commercial guys, it's realtors using the residential. Might, right? With yes. the with their money, their juice money, the advocacy team, and also sheer volume of numbers. Because really, what congressmen hear is 1.5 million members. They're not saying, well, how many of those are commercial? You know, they're, yeah. they're not doing that. And so that is a huge piece that the associations do to serve our commercial members and even those who aren't our members, because every buddy benefits yes when the realtor association is involved and one of the things i love about you tim is that you are a realtor member i don't think most people know that i would say the largest percentage 70 80 percent are not realtors mm.
1: it's you know they they just aren't i know locally they're not i didn't know that on national that, nationally they're not okay either
0: Now, that being said, a lot of them belong to realtor organizations Mm -hmm. through CCIM. So if your broker belongs to the association and you are a member of CCIM, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you actually have to um, hold the designation, which we can talk about later. You're just a a paying dues member of CCIM, IRAM, RLI, and CRE, the the, Council of... Real estate oh, experts, that global uh, uh, one. The
1: counselors, uh, I was counselors of real estate, yeah, yeah. I was asked to be part of that, actually. Were you really? I was. You, I was nominated. I hope you said yes. I was nominated.
0: I will tell you. I
1: did not. I declined at oh this Oh, my time. God. They,
0: and they might not ask you again.
1: Well, yeah, you have to be nominated. You can't right. just go and apply for it. No, but, you cannot. But uh, we'll talk about that offline.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I will tell you that um, CRE is mm-hmm. global, mm-hmm. for those who are listening. It's a very small group. I believe there's 200. It is strictly by invitation yep. only, and I don't know what their criteria is. I know that they kind of keep some of that maybe secret a little bit, but to be asked is just probably one of the highest honors that speaks very highly Thank of you. you. Wow. Um, but what they do is they literally help cities redevelop, mm. right? They they do incredible
1: studies and yeah, uh, different, research, different. The everything. best of the best. And yeah. Now... I don't know if I was asked to actually be, I was nominated and they nominated, sent me yeah. forms to yeah. Yeah, to vet me, I and guess. some but.
0: CRE person, some existing counselor of real estate had to have nominated. It's not okay. like you could just get nominated off the street. It doesn't okay. work that way. So interesting. I did not know that about you. I know you're involved in CCIM. And I always like, you know, when commercial agents are like, well, I have to go over here because um, my broker my broker you know doesn't i won't have to pay association dues for something i can't use right or um we don't have our own mls here in hampton roads our own I mean, service for
1: commercial services
0: yeah we don't and so it that's a little bit different because i think that's the value proposition most agents that are residential attached to an association we don't have that so i think we work a little higher harder but if your broker belongs and you are a CCIM member, SIOR, all those things, um, you don't have to pay dues to the local, state, and national. Your organization actually pays us a small portion once they collect from you. And so more commercial agents could be realtors. I just think they don't know that. I always applaud the ones who are, because how do we know as residential agent what those legislative issues are that yes. impact you? as the commercial guy, without commercial realtors. So you really serve an incredibly important function just by being you. Just by being you, (laughs) Tim.
1: Well, uh, I will tell you, when I was uh, quite a few times when I've been attending NAR stuff lately, uh, and guys, if you're wondering about how to spot a CCIM in a crowd, we wear a red pin on our lapel, and if you look close, it says CCIM. Mm -hmm. Or in my case, I probably have a hat on or something like that that says (laughs) CCIM. But at NAR, there are a lot of Penn members mm-hmm. walking yeah. around NAR. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that the commercial members that are engaged in NAR, um, they're really engaged. And I, lo- I was really fortunate. I've, all, I've been on several commercial committees with the National Association of Realtors over the years. But last year, I was the actual AE representative, association executive, and I've never been the AE representative ever before in 20 years. And so I was just so honored. I'm like, wow. So I got to sit at the table with the big guys, right? And these commercial guys were just so phenomenally engaged, not only in NAR, not only in their businesses, but in their communities. Mm -hmm. The things that they were doing to just try and help their local economies and their understanding of zoning, uh legislation, all of it. It's really impressive.
1: Well, let's backtrack on that a little mm-hmm. bit since you brought that up. We were talking about it's not just having access to the coaster or, or the other right. systems that we subscribe to. Yeah. It's also having it's also knowing, you know, is the zoning right for this. Uh it's also knowing when you buy a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, believe it or not, a lot of the a lot of the sinks in restaurants are leased. But if you don't know that and you go in and your client thinks that they're buying that because they don't know. So it's issues like that. And you can get your client to a lot of trouble. Uh, You know, I've heard. I've heard people say, well, I have an attorney write the contract. Well, the attorney is doing it from a legal perspective. They are not practitioners. You know how many attorneys send their clients to me when something comes up? And so because they don't know the best price, they don't know all the ins and outs and all this other stuff of it. You know, they're there to look at it from a legal perspective. I'd actually be kind of scared to have an attorney also try to do the practical side. You know, that'd be like me trying to do the legal side. I do contracts every day and going through LOIs and negotiating and everything. But before my client signs, I always recommend that they have an attorney review the contract for the legal legalese. And there are little clauses out there, which, and let me put that in get an attorney to review the final contract for instance there's a clause out there and you'll see some commercial brokers try to use this especially if they're dealing with a residential agent that basically ties the property up in perpetuity did not know that yes oh my god yeah um yeah there's actually rob Waring. you can ask him the story about that
0: rob is on our board of directors Tim, you also served on our. Board I of did directors. as chairman of the
1: commercial council.
0: Yeah. And um, on nominating co- committees, you've been very yes. involved. I was that's the rising how,
1: star for yeah. the Hurrah. And, oh. I think
0: that's how you and I got to know each other, right? Was just your yeah, involvement. So. Yeah. Um, just on the different committees yeah. at Hurrah. Um, I know that you help us out now with a commercial advisory group. They just got approved for continuing education credit. That's one thing I always try to look at for my commercial practitioners. Mm-hmm. Y'all have to take. Oh, there's that Birmingham. Sorry. Hmm. You all have to
1: take. Hey, I'm a hillbilly from Kentucky. There
0: we go. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Um, But you all have to take the, uh, you know, CE. So much CE, right? Mm -hmm. And nine times out of ten, the commercial guys taking residential CE. It's so incredibly. I just have heard complaints for 20 years. It's like this does nothing for us.
1: That's right. But I have
0: to sit here to get the license credit for to maintain my license. Yep. So we are going to have four hours of elective CE credit.
1: Excellent. In
0: commercial courses for our commercial members. Now, one of them I would think is more basic, which is going to be, you know, marketing commercial real estate effectively. (laughs) But the other is going to be all about underwriting. And for it, it's a little bit more intense, a little bit. It's intended for the seasoned agent. So hopefully... Um, we'll get a good up for that. It is completely free because my thought process has always been you, you don't necessarily get very much as the commercial agent for the dues. So that is something that we can give you back a little
1: bit. Free for Hurrah members.
0: For Hurrah members. Oh, okay, yes, I good. should have clarified yes. that. that and thank you, Jim. Um, yeah, it's free for Hurrah members and only. Folks,
1: for those of you that aren't in our marketplace, Hurrah stands for the Hampton Roads Realtor Association.
0: Yep. And we love it because it, like a chair it's a built-in chair so all of our staff go hip hip it's very very fun (laughs) um and i i i think it sounds positive when i worked for st louis um it was slar doesn't that sound like sludge
1: yeah slime yeah that's not yeah no hi i'm a slar
0: (laughs) i was always trying to get them to change it but i couldn't i couldn't quite get there But because it's STL, everybody refers to St. Louis as STL. Yeah,
1: actually, I'm working on a deal right now in St. Louis. Are you
0: really? It's a great town. It
1: is. I used to live there when I was a kid. Did you really? Yep, I sure did. The, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to cut loose on this episode here shortly. But we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Dawn again uh, about quite a few things happening out there and get her opinion. I mean, she's a wealth of knowledge. She's been in this game for a long time. So on that note, see you next time.
0: The Business Casual podcast is recorded in the Hurrah studio and edited by Mark Harlow.